podcast where we study a different case weekly. Hey, welcome back to Leanna and Callie's podcast where we study a different case weekly. Discussing the case over Darlie Ruter and including many details about evidence and the crime scene. First, let's get Callie to tell us more details about this case. Darlie Ruter was sleeping in the downstairs family room with her two children, Damon and Devin. The children were sleeping on the floor, and Dolly fell asleep while watching television, leaving both the TV and the sound on, while Dolly's husband, Darren, slept upstairs in the master bedroom with her youngest son, Drake, and Dolly and her two children were brutally attacked. The children were stabbed, and Dolly's arm and throat were cut. Dolly told police that she woke up to find an intruder in her home. He fled through the utility room out into the garage. After discovering that someone was in her home, Dolly followed the intruder to the utility room. She told the police he dropped a knife on the floor and she picked it up. The action of her picking up the knife later caused police and the prosecutors to doubt Dolly's story of the intruder because after she told the police uh, not to touch anything, she acknowledged she already touched the knife. Dolly quickly realized that picking up the knife possibly put fingerprint evidence on it. Wow, that sounds pretty intense. It is pretty strange that she had already picked up the knife. Also, it is crazy she woke up when the intruder apparently was already in her house. Intruders make loud noises, and depending on where they broke in, the noise should have woken Darlie up. Let's take a look at some of the evidence found when police investigated. There was a bloody knife on the kitchen counter. Blood found in the kitchen sink. There was a cut window, untouched jewelry on the kitchen counter. Blood found on the kitchen floor and sink. Darlie's footprints were found. There was a teardrop, a teardrop shape pointing upward, and a blood pattern on her shirt by her shoulder area, and a small smear of blood on the bottom of her shirt. Also, Ruter told police that the intruder escaped through the garage. Investigators said that the garage contained no blood drops and added that no one had run through there at all. The windowsills in the garage had untouched layers of dust, indicating that no one had actually climbed through it, and the mulch in the flower beds between the garage and the backyard gate was undisturbed. That is some interesting evidence. The first thing that popped out to me was the untouched jewelry and purse. If there was an intruder in her house, they would have likely gone after those items. Also, it's pretty weird that the garage seemed to have no evidence. When I found out there was a cut in the windowsill, I thought maybe there was an intruder. Until you said it was touched, untouched and had dust. That shows that possibly Darlie tried ways to cover up the scene. It is also weird that the flower beds were undisturbed. This evidence seems pretty strong so far. It is said that Dolly possibly slit her throat near the sink. There is also some more evidence. An unknown fingerprint was found on the windowsill that did not belong to anyone in the family. Fingerprinting is not always a reliable source of evidence, though. 75 yards away from the house, a bloody sock was discovered. Lab tests revealed it had blood from both Damon and Devin on it. Newscasts showed Rudier and other family members holding a birthday party at the boy's grave to celebrate Devin's seventh birthday eight days after the murders. She was shown smiling and laughing as she sprayed silly string on the graves 
and celebration. Family members point out that the newscast did not show an earlier video that depicted a solemn ceremony honoring the children. Rudier later com commented on the video saying, he wanted to be seven. I did the only thing I knew to do to honor him and give him all the, his wishes because he wasn't here anymore. That's pretty insane. I know if I had a kid and my son had recently been murdered, I wouldn't celebrate like that. The song definitely shows some strong evidence because that makes it seem as someone went out of the house since Darlie was asleep. But since the house had no signs of an intruder entering, this shows another way Darlie tried to cover up the scene. Speaking of the scene, let's get into some further details about the crime scene when officers arrived. Officer David Main said that he did not begin photographing the house until after an investigator had conducted his walkthrough and declared that there had been no intruder. The officer followed the bloody footprints that led from the room where the children were slain to a utility room, then onto the concrete floor in the garage, trailing off below its window. The scream seemed to show that the escape route was not the window because the dust on the sill was undisturbed and there were no handprints or blood around the window. I'm a little confused about the evidence in the garage because when researching what evidence was found, it is said that there was no evidence of blood in the garage. But when investigators took a look into the crime scene, blood was found on the concrete floor of the garage. Maybe the investigator accidentally t got on some his shoe, and he investigated through the house. Footprints would have been an important factor to determine whose they were. Also, the intruder coming in through the window would have had to hang it onto the walls for balance so he didn't fall. More about the crime scene is that the investigator double-tracked to the yard looking for evidence. The blood was mostly inside the house except for a sock found with blood on it outside the house. The sock contained Devin and David's blood on it. This means that by the time the sock was de uh, deposited, the Riddier children had already been attacked. The state never explained how Darley could have gotten the sock outside without leaving a trail. In the entertainment room where Darley described an incident, the investigator found a lampshade that was out of place and an expensive flower arrangement laid beside the coffee table. There wasn't a lot of evidence like the fry occurred. He found the fragile stems of the flowers unbroken as if the arrangement hadn't fallen but had been placed there. In the kitchen, only Darley's bloody footprints were visible. Pieces of shattered wine glasses were on the prints and a vacuum cleaner had been put on its side. Blood underneath these items indicated to him that they were dropped after, not before, and not during the violence. On the kitchen counter sat Darley's purse, which appeared undisturbed, and several pieces of jewelry rings, a bracelet, and a watch were aligned in order and untouched. Blood stains on the right shoulder area of Darley's nightshirt were found and contained a mixture of Darley's blood and each of her two children. This showed that Darley had to have been bleeding when the boys were stabbed. Blood from Damien was found on the knife, and blood from Devin was not. Towels found in the living room and the hallway confirmed claims made by her husband Darren and Darley that she had gone into the kitchen to get towels and also wet towels in the sink. Evidence found that Darley cut her own throat while she stood at the kitchen sink, 
but blood from Darlie's pillow supports her throat was cut while she was sleeping on the couch. I think it's pretty crazy that the watch, purse, and jewelry were untouched. The intruder would have definitely gone after these items. It seems like most of the evidence convinces me that Dolly tried to cover up the murder of her two sons. The shirt she was wearing had her children's blood on it, too, so that makes me believe she killed them. I also think, based on how the fragile furniture was found unbroken and looked as if someone placed it there, that she wanted to make it look like a fight occurred. But she failed. It definitely sounds like a cover-up. Also, Darlie could have put blood on her pillow to make it look as if an intruder broke in. I agree. The evidence makes it seem pretty clear. Also, the prosecution suggested that she murdered her sons because of financial problems. She felt like she was going to lose everything because she didn't have enough money. So in her mind, getting rid of her kids was how she was going to solve the problem. The severity of her children's injuries also shows suspicion to me. Why was she not severely hurt? Darley was sentenced and went to trial. On June 18th, the police arrested her on two counts of capital murder, but the prosecution moved forward on the charge relating to her youngest child, Dave. His young age at the time of the murder made it possible for the prosecution to seek death penalty. She is now serving on death row. I guess we have it. We believe Darley committed the murder and covered it up. Tune in next week for a different case. Bye. Bye.